0: These are not real people They do have struggles And it starts to get on my nerves I just shut down So many people suffer from mental illness She's so not a great match for me And that's okay of people don't understand the depth of the situation So they can't appreciate, yeah Dad came upstairs And then I heard them say, like, it's happened And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm-hmm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, OK, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything, and her face dropped. You're not depressed. It's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this this shit is real, and it's hard. It's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's you know, that's so brave, or I could relate to that, um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello, and welcome to Mike's Open Journal, and to episode one oh nine. Uh, and today's uh, today's a bit of an interesting one, uh, and a slightly different one. Today, I'm well, I'm sat down, and it's Tuesday, the eleventh of September and i'm sat down the day after world suicide prevention day having seen so much go on online so many different conversations and bits of material being shared i thought it'd be interesting to to take a few minutes just to sit down and have a look at some of those stats to talk about some of the programs and activities that people are involved with and um Hopefully, share the positive side of some of the stuff that's going on around campaigning, and and maybe start a conversation with you guys that that might be listening into the podcast as well. So um, it's going to be another one with just me. Woohoo! Um, I'm actually quite liking having a couple here and there of of me just sat down recording. It's been really nice. I think for the last is this the third episode where it's me? Um, yeah it's it's definitely something I've enjoyed doing the last couple of episodes and so I'm quite happy to be doing another one to be honest uh there are a couple of um I don't call them interviews there's a couple of discussions with uh coming up soon I've got those recording in the next kind of six weeks uh but there are also over that period of time a few uh days and themes or topics that are going to be popping up um in kind of general conversation amongst friends family and community groups and I think it would be interesting to kind of raise those as topics on the podcast as well so it might be that I get someone to come on and have a little bit of a chat with me or it might be that I just sit down and have a chat with you guys and kind of talk through my thoughts and and ask you some questions as well really um, so having a look at um stats I think is an interesting place to start. Uh, For me, stats can be really useful in terms of kind of gauging a bit of a picture and getting some understanding of what's going on or a bit of context. But I think so often they're used for headlines and I'm gonna come onto that again in a second. Um, And that can be a really positive thing in drawing your attention to a certain topic that is maybe overlooked. Uh, but it can also be used to kind of mislead you and kind of imply something is happening when it's not necessarily the case. Um, I think a prime example of that for me is in the last year I have read um, I've read headlines and articles that have spoken about the the rise or the increase in suicide rates and um, However, those articles don't mention the fact that in our general population our population has grown over that period of time um, and so it's not clear whether uh, in terms of a percentage I don't know that suicide rates really have increased I think it's probably just in line with the rate that our uh, our population has increased if that makes sense um, but I don't know because the people that want to kind of promote the conversation of of suicide and suicide awareness um won't necessarily say oh it hasn't changed you need to say it's kind of increased to get people's attention and then equally those people that have recently i've seen some stuff recently to say uh that male suicide rates have dropped um and that's awesome but again i don't know what does that actually mean does that mean the number of people does it mean the percentage of people I, i i don't know Um, And I think for me, it's more a case of, look, it's still a massive number of people and that's why it should demand our attention. Um, Whether it's gone up or down 10%, I don't necessarily care. It's about we need to be talking more about this. We need to be um, making people feel more comfortable in talking about mental health, in talking about um, thoughts or feelings of self-harm or suicide or ideations or behaviours um that's my thought anyway um so yeah some stats so I think the 2018 stats um aren't available yet on the Samaritans website they're meant to be coming soon but for 2017 kind of makes sense because we're still in 2018 anyway 2017 there were 6,213 suicides in the UK and Republic of Ireland. That is just a huge, huge number of people. Uh, In the UK, men remain three times as likely to take their own lives than women, and in the Republic of Ireland, four times more likely. Let's come back... Uh, No, let's do them as we go through, because I won't remember otherwise. Um, And each of these is, is quite well they're all important so uh, recently particularly in my area of Hampshire um, there's been a huge push and I think nationally as well for men's mental health for men to talk more Um, hopefully soon we'll also see some some listening campaigns I know Samaritans did one this year with the big listen Um, I think it's great that people are starting to talk more about mental health that's so so important but we also need to make people feel comfortable to listen um, and feel comfortable to have that conversation. That's an important side of that. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I have been pleased with the the promotion of men's mental health. And I think it's also really important that we don't. Um, again, I, I've mentioned this probably a long time ago, actually, saying that I generally don't like. Um, things that are this is for men, this is for women. I don't like the gender separation on stuff. I don't, I understand the focus and I understand the need. Actually, if we're going to talk about men's mental health, maybe it does need to have a slight focus. Um, but just think in my mind, it gets a bit confused with okay, when we talk about men's mental health, we are talking about let's say 90%, we're talking about men but we're also talking about, um, women who have brothers, husbands, boyfriends, fathers, uncles, um, women are affected by men's mental health too, um, and I think that's really important, and I think that's something that maybe is, um, potentially lost sometimes in, in that message, um, because I definitely feel that while it's important for us to talk about men's mental health, and there is a lot of evidence to show that men maybe need more support than women in, in doing this, I do think it's essential that we don't miss out or um, decourage women um, around talking about mental health. And yeah, maybe, maybe women generally, are more comfortable talking about their thoughts, their feelings, um, how they feel their their mental health or their mental well-being is going. But not all women feel like that. And I think that's really important. When we're talking about these 6,213 people, um, and it said, what was it, 3... Men are three times more likely, so there's three times as many men. I can't, I can't really do math. So, are we talking about sort of four and a half thousand men and two thousand women, something like that? That's, uh, I think that's ish. That's still two thousand women that have for whatever reason, decided to take their own lives and not taking into account the women that will have been affected by the men who took their lives as well. So I think that's really important for me. Yes, male mental health, uh, mental well-being is important, but it's again, it's mental health, it's mental well-being, it's, it's mental health illnesses that we need to be talking about. And yeah, okay, some projects are focused here and there, but I'm not as keen um, on the on some of the phrasing that's used in certain things and, and the way it comes across. That could just be the way I interpret it. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. And if you think I'm completely wrong um, or you kind of interpret it in a different way, let me know. It'd be really interesting to hear. And I think this is this is a kind of topic that I I really don't mind if we talk about this. You know every couple of months because it's going to be and it is an essential topic and um a really important event that happens in a lot of people's lives okay back to some stats um so the highest suicide rate in the UK was for men aged 45 to 49 so they focused in on a a kind of a four to five year age group there um in the late 40s and i think for for me again really useful information for some of the projects um and campaigns that might go on and around the material i think there's definitely more material now um that includes uh men for like in the images uh than i would have said there was maybe sort of five years ago uh, maybe even less than that and I think that's a real positive so it doesn't have to be about in my head it doesn't have to be like this is a men's group this is a men's mental illness discussion just the fact it's got a man on the cover makes it more um, accessible it makes it more approachable I think Um, or it does to me you feel more kind of engaged and more connected with that um, and I know one of the interesting um, things, which I think is kind of yeah, the next one is about rates as well. So um, one of the things that I've seen uh, mentioned a lot, especially around these uh, men's campaigns, is the the um, the stat of men under men under fifty. Um, the I don't know if it's under 50 or if it's between 18 and 50, Um, but adult, let's say adult men, um, the largest killer being suicide. Now, again, really important to kind of show the focus and why that's important. But equally, a statistic that I've read a couple of times but never seen it kind of used overtly is the fact that suicide is the largest killer of all genders under 35 now it mystifies me why that's not being mentioned more and I think potentially again that comes back to the fact that we're really focusing on on men's mental health and that maybe delivers slightly mixed messages when we're using a lot of the statistics um, to back up the, the the male focus but I think for me that's a real concern again with are we potentially missing out on women's mental health are we missing out on um, individuals within the LGBTQ plus community that um, maybe don't fit into those traditional categories of male or female Um, that's that's a concern for me and I hope I feel like in the last six months maybe a little bit more there is kind of inklings of a a focus, a focus is, no, it's definitely not a focus, Um, of an indication that there might be a future focus, I guess, on uh, mental health and um, experiences with a mental health illness within or linked to the LGBTQ plus community. And I think that's really important because um, kind of as being part of that community that is potentially a big signifier in um, a trigger that someone could have around their mental health and i know we can talk about potential triggers like um, relationship breakdowns loss of employment um, losing your home or changing your life situation Um, and to me a a discuss a discussion a thought an experience that is related to your identity, your sexuality, um, how you perceive yourself. Damn it! I thought I'd turn the sound off. <laughs> I think is going to be really important and is really going to affect how you how you feel about yourself and your own mental health. And I can't see how that wouldn't make an impact. Me, maybe the impact is small, but I think it's always going to make an impact um new stats okay so there's also i can see the stat here um suicide rate in males has decreased in the uk um lower suicide rate over the last 30 years so you can see there's we've mentioned it's the highest um suicide being the highest killer but it also being at a lower rate so it depends on how you want to use that headline i guess um yeah i think i think those are the, yeah those are the main points so i've grabbed those from the samaritans website which is samaritans.org and um yeah i think there's a couple of interesting talking points that are there um what i want to do now is i'm going to jump over to can i pull this up quickly and easily probably not okay two I'm going to jump over to Twitter and I want to skim through just to get a sense of what some of the top tweets were around the hashtag world suicide prevention day I'm going to have a quick look um, and I've purposefully um, for I don't know authenticity not laziness not laziness at all um, I haven't looked at these tweets yet, so I'm just going to kind of skim through, see which ones kind of jump out at me, and what the general kind of consensus is um, of people talking about um, yesterday. Um, so the first couple that I'm seeing are, are actually people talking about having lost family members to, to suicide. Um, so seeing those people talk up and talk about their experience... Um, I think is uh, really meaningful in terms of that them being able to share that real personal experience of, of having lost someone. Um, but also using that to try and help and encourage other people to talk about suicide. Whether that's how it's affected them or the fact that they're having their own thoughts. Um, and there's a couple of tweets just underneath as well someone talking about um, I had my first suicidal thoughts when I was 13 I remember doing research on the most effective ways of suicide I'm now 32 and these these thoughts still creep into my head from time to time but I'm still here and I'm glad people around me are too so a really cool message in terms of again just being open and being honest about their experiences and i think that's something we struggle with so much because of the the stigma um around talking about not just mental health but particularly mental health illnesses or symptoms of mental ill health uh because that's perceived as being um weak or broken or or anything like that um, I think people really struggle to to talk about those experiences and I'm always um, just honoured and surprised of the amount of people that I've had come on to the podcast and talk about their experiences with mental health and mental health illnesses not just in the past but sometimes people come on and they're still struggling um, or dealing with those illnesses and I think that's so brave and so um, admirable in terms of them wanting to use that experience and And share it with other people and help signpost people to the support that that might be useful to them to encourage them to talk about mental health um while they're still going through it themselves um there isn't that kind of um looking back aspect of oh this happened to me a long time ago but I'm much better now guys um there's still a cool story but to hear so many people talk about um Their experiences while they are still experiencing them. Um, So we've got a couple more that talk about um, their own um, suicide attempts. um, Which I'm not going to read just because some of them are potentially quite um, triggering. In fact I'm kind of surprised. You usually find some of these are... um, I vaguely remember last year... Um, A lot of the Suicide Prevention Day tweets were um, restricted by Twitter. Um, So I don't know if they've kind of lifted that cap a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, I just remember having to click on a lot of them individually last year to read. um, Whereas I've not seen one yet that's been um, protected. Uh, Also seeing a couple now that are talking about or using the phrase um committing suicide um and this is something that's popped up a few times uh kind of in conversation but also at different events I've gone along to where people use that phrase and it is really interesting in terms of our our knowledge or our understanding or our um our conception conception I don't know that sort of word understanding anyway of the words that we use um because committed really does imply if not state that a crime has happened um and i think that that phrase um comes from years ago and of course i don't have the date ready so not prepared um so it comes from a time when when suicide was actually a crime it was illegal to commit suicide um there's air quotes there, by the way. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, that's where the phrase comes from because it was illegal. Um, suicide as a as a as an act was um delegalized. At whatever date, look it up yourselves. It was delegalised. Um, so it's no longer illegal. So it's not a crime to take your own life. And so now that, that phrasing is really inappropriate and incorrect. You cannot commit suicide because it, because it is not a crime. Uh, and I think those people that are or have been uh, affected by suicide um, can find that really, really difficult language to hear. Um, I, I don't like it. I have heard it before and it really irritates me. But I also understand that sometimes it slips out because I've said it before and I've said it probably within the last year it, it will slip out because it's the phrasing and the terminology that we have um, been not brought up on but that we've heard as younger people um, it's the phrasing that's been used up until the last couple of years I think even though it was de longer ago than that again, look it up yourselves um, but it's, it's the phrasing that's used and it's often not corrected, which I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of because I think I've only ever really corrected that twice before and I've probably let it go about 30 times. Um, I have to say I was at an amazing event at the start of the year and there was, um, there was actually someone from the NH I think they were from the NHS and talking about the suicide prevention program that they were part of and all this awesome stuff the research and the the tools that they were looking to deliver following on from the work that they've been doing and twice they used the phrase committed suicide and oh, i just oh, it really annoyed me because this was coming from a professional a practitioner and someone that was active within the field and i just felt like they should know better um But again they were kind of stood up talking so you're not you sort of sit there with her curling your fists and rolling your eyes and little bits of steam coming out your ears but didn't say anything and um the next speaker then got up and um kind of midway through their talk spoke about the fact that we we use this phrase committed suicide and how incorrect that was and mentioned um that they'd heard someone else use it at that event and um i just i felt really bad for the previous speaker but also I was like they're right you shouldn't have used that um particularly at an event where we're here to talk about mental health and you're here as an expert um it feels really inappropriate and unprofessional for you to use that terminology um but I really I appreciated and understood that potentially they're um flustered and just it slips out and it happens um but I really liked that the next person that got up and spoke kind of drew a little bit of attention to that and said actually do you know what like that's not appropriate that's not okay um and that's not correct that is not the correct language to use um and I think yeah yeah yes that is what happened those are my thoughts uh There was a couple of other things that I wanted to add in at the end of this podcast. It's been a bit jumpy around. But uh, there were some really cool um, individuals that were talking about a range of different things that were coming up. And a few of those people were um, Time to Change champions or involved with the stuff that Time to Change are doing. So I want to kind of point out or flag up the fact that um, I've seen that they've got their own podcast and they've done a couple of episodes which is really cool um so have a look out for that um what i might do is i might try and find a link actually and add it into the description for you guys i'm not sure who really uses links in the podcast description because you don't really look through the text that much but i'll stick it in there anyway um but yeah so the young times change champions have been doing some of their induction training getting to know each other um talking about mental health and mental health illness and breaking the stigma um, and doing some awesome, awesome stuff that I've been really um, pleased to see they're getting involved with. Um, Those guys that have listened to the podcast all the way through will know that we've had um, Jodie on a couple of times, who was a previous um, Time to Change Young champion. Um, She's still involved with the programme. I don't know exactly what her role is now. Um, But she's still involved with the programme, obviously not as a young person because... So you're not a young person anymore Jodie Um, but (laughs) Um, she's still involved with the program and is helping those new guys come through and there will be people I know there's one or two um, that are young champions that have previously been on the podcast and there's a few more that I would love to get a chance to sit down with and have a chat hear a bit more about their story and what they're hoping to do over the next 18 months as a young time to change champion Um, so you should look out for those guys and um i can't link to all of them because i don't know them all and also there's like 50 of them or something so that would be ridiculous but just look out for the stuff that they're doing um and you can find all that usually at something that relates to time to change or time to change young champions so look out for those guys now i gonna take a little bit of a breath this is a bit where it'd be really cool to um Go to a little advert, you know, if um, anyone happens to be listening that wants to have a little bit of a 30 second ad, um, gives me a chance to insert that while I sit back and have a sip of water, um, or look through for the final thing that I want to pull up. Okay, I'm back. It's like I never went. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I pushed stop for a second just because I wanted to pull up, um, two things um and I've somehow managed to delete the page that I wanted god shucks anyway um so one of the one of the things was an article that I read earlier today actually which was about um more work going into supporting um former prisoners um those people that have come back out into society but maybe struggling with their their mental health Um, and i spoke previously to um jen from wish about particularly women's mental health um but those uh former inmates that are now back out in society and trying to um find themselves and be part of um part of society work find somewhere to live all that kind of stuff um but may struggle with their mental health and that change in their living environment, in their day-to-day routines and um, just their life in general. So it's really interesting to see earlier today that there's um, some work going on around trying to offer um, the opportunity to former prisoners to come back into prison and take part in some workshops. So my understanding is that it's basically like coming along to a course or a workshop, but it's just that's based in a a prison or near to a prison I guess um said I no I'm not going to look for I'm not going to pause you again um but yeah so that sort of work is is starting to happen which I find really interesting purely because if I'm honest um, of my last episode conversation um with with Jen because it's not really something I had thought about before um so I find it quite interesting that wish is starting to do that work um around supporting uh inmates that are returning to the community um and supporting them with their mental health as they adapt to um new lives and making sure that that support is there for them so yeah that was one thing that I've managed to flip in delete as I've pulled it up um two others even though I said two others two points ago um but I'm going to make these two quick Um, one there is a shitload of resources that you can check out if you're struggling with uh, your mental health if you're affected by mental health illness if you want to start conversations with friends families colleagues maybe strangers uh, around um, mental health mental well-being mental health illnesses um, even if it's about suicide as well um, it's a really important conversation to have. You can find loads of support on the National Mind website, um, or you can also find um, resources with your local minds as well. Um, so I know loads about the Haven at East Hants Mind because it's the one closest to me. Um, I've also done stuff with Middlesbrough and Stockton Mind and CPSL Mind that are uh, around Cambridgeshire. So there's loads of different minds that you can interact with um, and they'll have more local resources. They'll be able to tell you about um, their services as well. So interact with those guys. um, Go in, say hi, find out what your local branch is like, uh, get involved with some fundraising, uh, do what you can really um, because those those predominantly small charities are doing a huge amount of awesome work um, around mental health. Uh, yes loads of information on the internet i believe you're familiar with search sites like google type in mind or your local area of mind or um, suicide conversation support material or something like that Uh, and i'm sure something good will come up now finally um, talking about um, world suicide prevention day i can't not talk about um the stop suicide campaign that I was part of earlier this year with cpsl mind um it is an amazing campaign um and uh the the stop suicide guys as well as cpsl mind have done an amazing job in not just starting this project in getting together stories putting together material to encourage people to talk about their thoughts or their feelings to ask about are you having suicidal thoughts are you thinking about suicide to have those conversations is so important and they've started to do that not just putting resources together but they've taken it truly out into the community visiting shopping centers um public areas they've gone to sports clubs sports facilities um train stations they've been everywhere um, in their local community. They've had um, posters printed. They've been on the side of, um, I think, walkways, buses. there has been a crap load of stuff, which has been absolutely awesome to see. And um, I was honored to be part of the project earlier on this year, uh, which I think was around, well, we filmed in January, but I think the project was kind of launched around April time, could be wrong, earlier this year. Um, and it was an awesome, awesome project to be part of. I was um, really honoured to be part of the the people that were filmed. Um, so myself, Beth, Jody, um, Steve, and Leah um, all spoke about our own experiences um, with either suicidal thoughts, suicidal experiences. Um, or having conversations about suicide and supporting and being there for somebody else. The 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 campaign was amazing um, and it was great to be able to be part of that project and to share our stories with so many people. Um, that campaign was particularly difficult for me um, because the the evening before we started um, the first day of filming, um, I received news via Facebook that uh, one of my old school friends had taken their lives in the last 48 hours. And um, it was just oh, so hard to hear. And... Um, and particularly at that time uh, it was i felt almost hypocritical for going and talking about and encouraging other people to talk about um suicide or or their struggles when here was someone that kind of i, I used to be quite close friends with that um had for whatever reason found themselves in a place where they decided to take their own lives. And I felt like I can't now go and talk about this. I can't talk about something because I wasn't there for that person. And I found that really difficult. But I also found it really important that actually by being part of this campaign, or I thought that being part of this campaign hopefully that would mean I'd get to be there for somebody else and I would be able to in some way help somebody else someone I'm probably never going to meet and it was it was that that I kind of tried to hold on to and that that was the feeling that kind of kept me going and um basically allowed me to still be part of that campaign because as much as I'd, I'd travelled up and I, I was there, I was ready to do it, um, that evening I was, that just knocked me and I was ready to go home. I was ready just to come home, get in bed, pull the covers over and that was it. Um, but it was an important campaign to be part of and something I was so proud that I'd been asked to be part of and that was important too yeah that wasn't quite the way I wanted to go with that one <sighs> suicide is such an important topic and it's something that isn't spoken about enough. Sure, it's not maybe appropriate to talk about it to everyone all the time. But it is so essential that everybody feels like they've got someone, somewhere and some time to talk about their thoughts and their feelings. And those dark thoughts that might be at the back of their brain. Because at some stage, they might move from the back to the front. And at that stage, while it's never too late, it becomes so much more difficult to talk about. And so for that reason, or for reasons like that, that's why I believe it's so important that we talk about We talk about mental health, we talk about mental health illnesses, um, and we talk about things like suicide, because if we're able to talk about them while it's a small or smaller problem or thought or feeling or emotion, we hopefully help to prevent that growing and increasing in terms of the frequency that you're having those thoughts or the intensity that those thoughts are felt. And we increase the opportunity for those people to be supported and saved. I truly believe that suicide is 100% preventable. But that's something that we are so far away from at the moment. I want to say thank you to you guys for listening in to um, a longer than planned episode about suicide, about World Suicide Prevention Day. I want to thank you for talking about whatever struggles you might be having i want to thank you for listening to other people's struggles i want to thank you for being there because you will have been there for someone in the last year in the last week you will have been there you will have offered something to someone else you will have been the thing that helped keep them going that day And I think probably there are people that have helped you keep going in the last couple of weeks, month, year. Maybe drop them a message and just say, yeah, I really appreciate having that opportunity. And actually, it'd be really nice to sit down and have a chat again. Don't just leave it until the last minute because we don't all get that opportunity. Struggles with mental health, mental health illnesses, and suicide happen. Happen every day. Happen multiple times every day. This struggle is a reality for so many people. We need to keep talking. We need to keep supporting. And we need to just be there for each other. Thank you for listening. Please remember. You're not alone.